Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Fresh Off the Podcast, the greatest podcast that we've ever been on. Uh, I am the board game bureau game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. It's me, it's me, Casualty CDG, the co-host of Fresh Out the Box and Fresh Out the Podcast. I am so happy to be here, Jahan. And you're right, this is the freshest podcast since sliced Swiss cheese. So, cover me in cheese and call me your newborn baby boy. I'm happy to be here and talk about my top three for 2023. Yeah. What? An intro. Uh, I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen. And once again, the mayor of Nerdtropolis is here to finish out our top five lists. It's Sean Tajpour. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. Like I said, you're not getting rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) And I know we kind of cut it off last week uh, with these top five lists, but we are back and we're ready to jump straight back into them where we left off. And we will start with our number three most anticipated film of 2023. And I will kick it to Sean to kick it off. Sean, your number three most anticipated movie of 2023. All right. For me, that movie is going to be Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. Super excited to see this follow up to Bumblebee. Let's see how they're going to reshape this Transformers Bay franchise. Give me Beast Wars, guys. Beast Wars. I'm excited to see all the primals and maximals, all the stuff that we grew up on on the big screen. Gary, don't don't shake your head. Come on, man. Every Have you seen Transformers this movie has been terrible. And <laughs> Beast Wars took place on, like, Mars. There were no people around. Beast Wars what took is- place on like ancient earth i thought yeah, yeah there were no people around what is happening there were no people around <clears throat> that's true it is very oh. different from the Beast well they're still there's they're around and now they're like awake or something now who knows but we'll Gary, see. stop trying to rationalize when and where the giant robots that turn into animals and are you see the last one when there was like the planet mothership and they were like floating in the air and all the crap was falling back down to the planet and they were in the sky fighting that's just it's all so bad now did it's you watch bumblebee so... did you watch bumblebee no i didn't no watch I it watch not. and get back to me that's gonna change your mind i'm gonna tell you there's no way Bumblebee, I guarantee Bumblebee you, you're going to shift a little bit in favor much of Transformers better. after that movie. I do it's like Hayley that pun that I'm going to shift. John Cena. I'm going to shift a little bit on Transformers. Yeah, it has John after Cena Bumblebee. in it. And Haley, um, what's her last name? Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. So it doesn't it's in the have, 80s. So it doesn't 80s. have Mark Wahlberg, is what you're telling me. Yes, <laughs> but it has John Cena. It has John Cena. I would rather watch John Cena every day of the week than ever watch another Mark Wahlberg anything. Then Maybe I, I highly recommend Bumblebee. Okay, I'll watch Bumblebee, and I'm going to blame it on you because I haven't, and the, you're the reason I'm doing it. This is I'm, coming. I'm excited for I when mean, he comes back and he says, it I, wasn't that bad. I am coming for you, Mayor of Neurotropolis. I'm going to watch Bumblebee. You're going to hear <laughs> Come about at me, it. Bro. Come at me. You don't see me. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the same boat as Gary. I also think that Transformers movies are trash, but Bumblebee was significantly better, and Beast Wars uh, actually looks pretty good. Will not be blinded by nostalgia, though I loved Beast Wars. I will not buy into this crap again. 
<laughs> they were also the superior Jahan. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I love Beast Wars toys. Yeah, I'm going to kick it to you for your number three. Oh, number three. Number we're three. on three already? All right. Mine is, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be on any of your lists, but maybe. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is my number three. I am, I mean, I'm pretty excited. It's going to kick off a whole new generation of uh, Marvel movies. It's going to be dope. They're going to go to the Quantumverse. They're going to do some high-concept, high-sci-fi shenanigans. They're going to meet King the Conqueror. Uh, all in. I'm very excited for this one. I think it's going to be one of the better MCU films. Just period. Phase 5 is looking great. And we F- can thank Ant-Man for kick- going to kick it off. So super excited for that. Super excited. I agree with you 100%. The only Marvel movie that made my list was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. It is my number one most anticipated movie of the year because I think that Quantum Mania is going to slap. Plus, it gets an extra 65 points because it comes out on my birthday, and that notches it just up enough to come out on number one most anticipated movie of the year for me. I feel like right now, and I said I think that the trailers for this look great. Yeah, I am super excited for Jonathan Majors. Yes. But just, I think, with my overall reception for everything that was Phase 4, I ha- I am cautiously optimistic. I couldn't put it on my list. I just I couldn't do it, despite the fact that I am genuinely Completely looking fair, it. Phase 4 was kind of lackluster, and I totally understand that. But I'm very... I'm at, This one, I think, is going to bring it around, and I'm excited. Gary number 3? Gary muted number three. I'll talk about my number three. I was clack clacking my keyboard, so I didn't want you guys to hear it. Uh, Um, My number three most anticipated movie of 2023 is Dune 2. I'm actually not a huge fan of Dune, and I can't explain why. I think the movie is well acted. I think it's absolutely every single shot looks like a freaking movie poster and it's just gorgeous. It's just a beautiful cinematography film. Um, And so I can't wait for Dune 2. I want to see more of those giant set pieces that really make you feel like you're in a different world. Some of those colossal set pieces and ships they used I thought were really cool. Uh, It didn't remind me of Starship Troopers or Alien or uh, Halo or anything like that. It was specifically Dune. They really have an aesthetic, a sci-fi aesthetic that felt really original and new. Uh, without being cheesy, I think that's hard to do in this day and age. Um, I think they, I think Dune is great. Um, I wish I liked Dune more, like I said, but I think Dune Two is going to absolutely be more of the same. Great acting, great cinematography, huge set pieces. Can't wait to sit down and spend eight hours of my life watching Dune Two. I think that's when the action hits too, as a sequel. Really, that's where it really picks up. Yeah, I get the first movie out of the way, and then just get into the the bigger storyline. And it's so weird to me that they, like, this potentially, you know, Dune 2 could have not ever been made if Dune 1 didn't do well. Uh, so we, we may have never gotten this movie. And so now I'm excited uh, that we do get it. I feel like we live in the good multiverse because there's another multiverse out there where they didn't get the second Dune. Um, so we're, we, we wind up on the good path. We wound up on the one with another Dune. Good for us. Yep. I'm excited for this one, too. It's on my honorable mentions. Dune, Dune 
part one managed to do pretty well, even at the box office, considering it was part of that released the same day and date on HBO Max as in theaters, and it still managed to make a decent amount of money. So Dune Part 2, I assume, will be in theaters only, and hopefully it'll do really well. I'm... Uh, Gary, this I actually moved this one off my list as well when I saw it was on yours because, I mean, of course, we did a whole episode dedicated to the first Dune when it came out, and and uh, I'm sure we'll be all on top of this one. But even the new additions to the cast, like Florence Pugh is going to be in this one, Austin Butler, who um, is like Austin Butler is like hot on the Oscar trail right now for playing Elvis. Like he's he is a a front runner and contender. Um, Christopher Walken is going to be. Give <laughs> him as human torch. Um, Christopher Walken's going to be in Dune Part Two. Leah nice. Seydoux, Um and they just announced that Tim Blake Nelson is in it in an undisclosed role. So it's going to be some fun additions. And it's I just realized just reading the Wikipedia page for it that they finished filming it they wrapped filming in december on december 12th so dune part two is like it is all filmed so i'm just hoping that they're able to get all the special effects work done and that it'll still make its release date for november of this year because uh i think they can do it i think i heard I'm you say christopher walken yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah i wish i wish i was better at his at doing the christopher walken impression because i want to hear him go ah fear fear is the mind killer like, oh yeah, like, yeah. I really want to hear the spice. He plays uh, the he plays the emperor. Yeah, yes, he's the emperor. That you is awesome. Go, you gotta go to Arrakis because the spice. If you control the spice, when you yeah, get I'll to Arrakis, you have to play ping pong. <laughs> ping pong. John, you're, you're, right. Your walking was pretty good. Yeah, John. Was it was okay. Good. All right, good. Next time, uh, last time he played the Emperor, we got Balls of Fury, so let's just hope his performance is a bit more convincing. <laughs> no, Balls of Fury was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's the character he's going to play, exactly the same. Oh my god, alright. Uh... Um, I was also going to say, for those tabletop role-playing fans out there, Jahan and I played the Dune tabletop role-playing game by Modifius Games. Uh, we have like, a, I think it's a 10 or 12 episode, it's a 10 maybe episode shot. 10-episode shot, yeah. shot on our YouTube uh, where there's some treacherous backstabbing lying towards the end of the campaign. It gets pretty nasty, uh, as all things Dune can go nasty uh, if you make deals with the wrong side. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I can imagine us doing another Dune 10-shot when Dune 2 comes out. Mm, that'd be fun. Judy, you have a number three? I do. So my number three is a movie called Bo is Afraid. It was formerly called Disappointment Boulevard, um, but they did just recently announce that the title is Bo is Afraid. And this is the new film from Ari Aster, um, who's the guy who did Hereditary and then did Midsommar, um, uh, which are two movies that I loved. I uh, I loved Hereditary and I loved Midsommar even more. So um, Ari Aster is kind of proving himself to be like this new... Um, kind of modern elevated horror director and so um he's with just those first two films he's become a i'll go see whatever he puts out and uh little is known about bo is afraid there's not like a trailer or anything for it yet They're, they've just released posters for it but it stars joaquin phoenix 
And the premise, uh, at least on like on Wikipedia, says Bo is Afraid is described as a decade spanning surrealist horror film set in an alternate present in which Joaquin Phoenix plays an extremely anxious but pleasant looking man who has a fraught relationship with his overbearing mother and never knew his father. Oh, when his mother dies, he makes a journey home that involves some wild supernatural threats. Oh, that so sounds expect- good. That does sound good. Expect it to be weird and scary and funny and everything. And so I am uh, really looking forward to Bo is Afraid. It's an A24 film, too, so that's going to be nice for them to... I think it's going to do really well. Yeah, this is right now scheduled for release on April 14th of this year. You'll have to remind me about that because I'll forget the name of that and that date will slip right by me. But I would like to see that. I like Joaquin Phoenix. I think he's one of the best living actors right now. I wouldn't argue that. He's very good, yeah. Uh, I believe he's also supposed to be in uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie that's coming out this year, I think. Uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, he kind of looks... He's got the he look. He does have the look. That's true. Interesting. He looked Napoleon-esque in um, Gladiator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a great movie. Uh, shows! That bring us to shows? Okay, cool. Yeah, oh. TV shows. Sean, what is your number three most anticipated TV show of 2023? I got my fingers crossed that Sean's going to have the same one as me right here. We haven't lined up yet, but I think this will be it. Uh, I don't know. The Acolyte. The Star Wars show, The Acolyte. Huh. That is uh, coming out this year. And there's not much to it, but the cast is really good. If I can pull it up real quick. but Which one is Acolyte? I like, I, this there's the, the Skeleton Crew show or Acolyte, and I can't remember which one's which. Skeleton, so Skeleton Crew is the one with, um, with Jude Law. Okay. Skeleton Acolyte Crew has, has been described as Stranger Things in the Star Wars universe. And that's all we know about it. Uh, so it's on my honorable mention because I don't know whether we should be excited for that or not. It sounds cool, but that's not enough information. No, but the Acolyte is supposed to take place um, at the end of the High Republic. And it has the guy from um, Squid Game, which is super exciting. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah. Has... Legion J's in this. So is Daphne yeah. Keen. Interesting. Yeah, Daphne Keen is in it. And there's not really um, much about it, but I think it's be dark and mysterious and really fun. And better be lightsabers. <laughs> I wonder if it's about like the ancient Sith. That'd be cool. You know, I saw this on some lists of upcoming and I really didn't look into it. But now that I'm reading about the premise, like like you said, Sean, set at the end of the High Republic, shadowy secrets, emerging oh, okay. dark side powers set a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. That sounds super fun. That yeah, sounds leads like into that Star dark Wars show stuff. that I've been waiting for. That sounds exactly. like some Sith stuff. It sounds like more lightsabers, because this is before Jedi or Sith have been wiped off existence. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is what we this is what we need. We needed to get away from the Skywalkers. This is a hundred years before them, and with more Sith and Jedi. Let's go. Let's get it. I'll watch this. This sounds cool. Definitely. Good pick. Good pick, Sean. Hell yeah. Good pick. Uh, my number three show, also Star Wars. Uh, I'm pretty excited for the new season of The Mandalorian. 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, season one was great. Season two was fantastic. Uh, and then the parts of Book of Boba Fett with the Mando were out of control. Uh, and so I have high hopes for season three. They're going to be battling uh, over Mandalore, the throne, and who, who knows what else, man. There's going to be some Bo-Katan action, some uh, some dark lightsaber action. It's going to be dope. I'm excited. This is why you guys should have turned in your homework on the same homework sheet, because we could have planned this better. Because Mando is my number one most anticipated show of 2023. I think that all the Star Wars shows that we watch are being compared to Mando. I think Mandalorian came out hard. It came out slapping. Mandalorian is awesome. And because of that, everything else has seemed lackluster. Uh, Obi-Wan just wasn't enough. Book of Boba was fine, but it made me hungry for more Mando. That's all it did. And, and then it turned out really it was more like Mando uh, one and a half. It, <laughs> it was a lot of Mando story anyways. I thought that was clever for them to hide the title from us that way. But give me more Mando. Keep it coming. This is this is Disney's Star Wars show. I think this is their flagship Star Wars show. Uh, iconic characters, brand new ships. This is how you do it. Keep Mando going. Mandalorian season three is also my number one. So bam, there bam, you bam, have bam. it. Bam, bam, bam. It's number three for me. And you know. You know, it's funny. I was listening to something recently. I can't remember what it was. I listened to too many podcasts myself. Um, But some people were talking about the Book of Boba Fett, like, as if it was a garbage season of TV. And I just don't agree with that. Like, I understand that there were maybe some parts of it that were lackluster. And it really just ended up being a bridge from Mandalorian season two to season three. Because really, it set up more for the Mandalorian than anything else. But I to that season of TV and I'm glad that it exists but man I just have a feeling that with Mandalorian being kind of the flagship Star Wars show right now you know there's no Star Wars movies or anything planned right now or like really in the works like Mandalorian basically is the flagship Star Wars property that exists right now so I feel like they know how big and how good it has to be I don't think that they'll let us down I think that Mandalorian season three is going to slap and figure out what people it. want. We want, we want Mandalorians. We want lightsabers and we want baby Yodas. And dark blades. That's why they gave us an episode on Boba Fett. <laughs> They're like, okay, just to make Boba Fett better. Here you go. No, you guys remember when he rode on the Rancor? Yes. Oh, that was nasty. <laughs> Danny Trejo was the Rancor guy. Oh man. I did forget Danny <laughs> yeah, I forgot Trejo was in there. Straight up watched Danny Trejo sell a Rancor to Boba Fett. That happened on TV in my life. Again, we live in a good it's good timeline for streaming shows. <laughs> Some good stuff going on. Yeah. They, uh, I agree with you, Drew. I think that people do treat Book of Boba like it was a failure. But I don't think it was. I think the whole point of it was to be surprised it's still Mandalorian story. Like we we fooled you with the we made a few stories about Boba Fett, but it's actually about Mando. I think that was the point, and I think it was beautiful, well-crafted. They did a great job with it. I, I love what Book of Boba was. I thought it was pretty good. The only thing that I really had a problem with was the uh, Power Ranger mopeds. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it was all it was all very weird. They were like yep. a half-baked concept that never got It was too colorful at times, I feel like. those colors that have literally never existed in Mos Eisley ever before, that they're just all of a sudden on screen for the first time? <laughs> Yeah, that was odd. 
that it color like, palette they used. It's just it's so glossy. It was just weird. It was just too shiny. It was candy paint, man. It had glitter in it. Like, what the hell? Where, <laughs> why are they putting glitter in their mopeds? Those things would be so stolen by Tuscan Raiders or Jawas by now. It's not even funny. Those bikes yeah. would be gone. That was very odd. But yeah, that was actually going to be my, my um, Mandalorian Season 3 was going to be my number two. Nice. So we all have Mando up there at the top. Yeah. I'm not surprised. That is a great show. Is that the first one we've had that has been universal on all four of our lists at some point? I think so. So far, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, Good pick good for one. number three, Jahan. Uh, my number three most anticipated TV show is Echo on Disney+. Plus. Um, I think that Echo is a Daredevil show. And I think before they announced that they were going to do Charlie Cox Daredevil, they penciled it in, wrote the character into Echo, did a little She-Hulk appearance, and... I think it's going to fit beautifully as a way to introduce Kingpin and Daredevil and any of those other uh, Marvel Knights characters they want to play with. Um, but have they announced a Daredevil, an actual Daredevil show? Yes, yeah, they have. Yeah. 18 but episodes. I, I still think this is going to be... Oh, and Charlie Cox was saying, please watch the Daredevil show. He said this might be his last chance. So Charlie Charlie Cox is feeling like they they might not continue with him if the Daredevil show is not a hit. I don't. I think it, it will just, be. I'll bring him into the movie. I don't think that they're gonna have a problem. I don't no. either. I don't think it'll be. Um, I think Echo is gonna be half and half, half about I, Daredevil, half, but also like a backstory about Echo, more dive into her past as well. Yes. So it's gonna be a half and half, I think, set up for that. I completely agree, and I think that's gonna be a really cool show. I like that that tone of Marvel, the kind of street level crime. Um, it's a little bit more real for me to, to chew on than Ultron robots taking over the whole world. Like, I don't really, it's hard for me to put myself in those shoes, you know, when there's an alien invasion in New right. York. Like, okay. That's we've talked about this before. Did you like Hawkeye? <laughs> I initially, when it was on, I didn't. But when it was over, I was like, damn, that was really good. The street, I like just how it was. It's kind of more grounded, too, at the same time. I and... loved Hawkeye. Yeah. I always read like Punisher books and Luke Cage books and stuff of street level heroes. Those are my guys. I'm not. I'm not all about the world ending, uh, Supermans and Brainiacs of the the world. So I'm looking forward to Echo for sure. Uh, I think it's going to have just more about Wilson Fisk, more about Kingpin, and I love that Kingpin portrayal uh, from Vincent D'Onofrio. I can't get enough of that villain. So it's just got all the things I like all mixed up, man. And they, they are going to, like I said, they could use this as a vehicle to introduce more of those Marvel Knights level characters who are my favorite anyways. So I've got my eyes on Echo. I'm looking forward to the cameos. I'm looking forward to the fights, the villains. Uh, this this is my show. This one's built for me. I'm excited. This is like a random question, and it's mostly for Sean, because I feel like he has the best chance here. Sean, did you watch Treason, that new limited series that's on netflix that charlie cox is in I, I haven't watched it yet i hear it's not bad at all i did post about it i haven't been able to watch it but i was surprised i didn't know he had like a netflix thing coming out so i'm actually gonna try to catch it as soon as i can because he's not in many things oddly yeah i saw it, i saw it pop up on the feed and it was like in the top 10 shows and i saw him on there and that's exactly why i asked because my only like really my only exposure to charlie cox is as daredevil and so i'm you know, he's somebody that I'd be interested to see if, especially with him being an Echo and the, and he's getting his Disney Plus show, uh, if he will, you know, start to branch out and do some more things outside of Marvel. But yeah, I just just was curious. I haven't watched that show yet. I hope I'm not, because if that's the case, it's going to be hard. It. 
Yeah, I hope not. It's going to be hard for him to come back as Daredevil if he takes other projects. I think it's really weird when I see his eyes because I'm like, whoa, he's he's not Matt Murdock. He's not a blind lawyer uh, <laughs> because I'm the same way. All my exposure has been through Matt Murdock and through Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, so to see him without the glasses or see him acting in a scene where he's moving his eyes, I'm like, whoa, it always stuns me. He's he's such a great actor at acting blind. Uh, I forget that he can truly see it. And I've noticed like, a lot of Marvel actors aren't taking many other projects, it seems like. It's really, it seems hard for them. Why would you, man? Keep your schedule open and let those checks come in. <laughs> Which is a good and bad thing. As in, no, it is thinking. a good and bad thing. It limits you in your work, and a lot of actors don't want to have to stay in Marvel shape or do Marvel projects for six or ten years. I totally Unless understand that. Samuel L. Jackson, he loves it. He's like, he all keep going to the end. Yes, but yeah, they're probably not asking him. You've got Batista over here being like, thank God I'm done. Like, let me do other stuff, so... Yeah, yeah well, that's, like I said, that's Batista, the difference. They want Batista yeah. to stay in shape of Drax, and they could just throw a trench coat on Samuel Jackson. Yeah, that's the problem. He really hates working out now to get to that. It's really tough to look like that. I can, I, yeah, I can't. Especially as he's getting older. You know? I, I obviously yeah, it, cannot imagine what it takes to look like that because I have never and will never look like that. If you want an idea, you can watch Chris Hemsworth's Limitless on Disney Plus, and they show him getting in shape for like Thor versus what shape he's usually in and it is absurd how much he has to eat and work out during the day it changes his entire life my number three show there it is is yellow jackets season two um i have been on the record on the show when i actually first discovered the first season of yellow jackets and talked about how much i liked it and uh yeah yellow jackets season two is coming out this year and the the news cycle of this has been ramping up they've been doing all their casting announcements and things so it's just getting closer and closer i cannot wait um john i feel like you started yellow jackets did you finish the first season no i started it uh i didn't have the service i think i can have access to it now though since the second season is coming out i did like what i saw uh so i should probably catch up I feel like they've made it more accessible now. Like it's either on Paramount Plus or something. It's or it's on something now, so you. Yeah, can I think catch it's on something it I was have a Showtime now. show. Yeah, it was a Showtime show, so I feel like that's why it wasn't as widely seen when it first came out. But, um, yeah, this is the show that's about uh, the '90s soccer team like their high school soccer team and their plane goes down in the canadian wilderness and they're all stranded out there and the show cuts back and forth between the present when some of them are adults and the past when they were involved in this plane crash so you know some of them survived and you know some didn't and uh there have been there's there's i don't want to spoil anything but based on the casting and some of the announcements they've made we know there some new characters are getting added or so on so anyway i loved the first season um i feel like I was kind of in a in a rut of like I wasn't watching much TV uh, before that first season came out. I was like all in on movies, and then when I watched Yellow Jackets, I was like, "Oh man, TV shows can be so good too." And I feel like since then, I've watched so many more TV shows and opened up to so many other great series. So Yellow Jackets just has like a special special place for me. I can't wait for the second season that should be out this year. So yeah, that's my number three, Yellow Jackets season two, which I think. That was it for TV, right? So the we're jumping back to uh, video games for number three. Sean? All right. So I got for my pick is Spider-Man 2. 
mm-hmm. a follow-up to the PS4 game or PS5, whatever you want to call it. I have a PS4. So um, I'm super excited for that because Venom will be introduced in this game. Nice. And I'm not sure if any of y'all played Spider-Man on the PlayStation, but it is awesome since they've all the Spider-Man games since the early days for PlayStation have been so fun. Since the 64, just swinging through New York, yeah. that just, that to start off with is fun. Yeah, Spider-Man games always been good. And uh, I I got to play this one after it came to PC because I don't have a PlayStation. Uh, and this game would absolutely be on my list if I had a PlayStation. But I'm gonna have to wait like a year or two for it to go to Steam. So yeah, and this it one has Marvel's... um Spider-Man and Miles teaming up. So that's uh, fun. Yeah. Marvel Spider-Man Two is my number one most anticipated game. That's nice. Right. That's so fair. I'm right there with you, Sean. Um, yeah, like echo everything you said. I played the first Spider-Man game when it came out. I think 2018. And loved it. And then when the um, when I got my PS5, um, I played the Miles Morales standalone, and that game was fantastic. And it came the version I got came with the remastered version of the 2018 Spider-Man game, and I played it again. And uh, so I played the first one twice. I played the Miles game. I loved them. I loved that you know we now have those both those characters fully established so i'm assuming spider-man 2 is going to let you flip back and forth between miles and peter in the game and then and then yeah with venom like you said i just i have uh no doubt in my mind that this one's going to be just as fantastic if not better than the other spider-man games in this series so and i hope they introduce a new playstation 5 with this game because usually they do like a spider-man console Oh, to. yeah, like a limited uh, edition. Nice. Oh, yeah. Like, if, imagine that, if the, the, the red plates with the spider on it. And yeah, maybe that's my way into the PS5 so since cool. I don't have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and this um this Spider-Man from the video game is going to make an appearance, I believe, in uh, across the Spider-Verse. I believe he's in there. I also heard that, and that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, if I had to pick who the villain would be, I would, I would definitely pick Venom would be my number one. So that's exciting. Uh... But then my number two is stupid. I would I would like a Clone Saga game, please. But no no one else wants that, so they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nobody wants that. Nobody else. It's just <laughs> me. It's just me. I was looking back at how good Spider-Man games have been and for how long. And the furthest I got back was 1994, uh, SNES, Spider-Man uh, Ultimate Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Maximum Carnage. Was, that's right. Maximum Carnage was amazing, and then once you get to become Venom, <laughs> yep. And like his webbing was so thick too on the screen, like it was. There was so much different in Spider-Man. Obviously, that was cool to see. And then they had um, Cloak and Dagger makes an appearance. That's in the exactly game, right. Oh, then there really was cool. the then there was the sequel, Separation Anxiety, which was cooperative and had a couple more characters like Captain America, Ghost Rider, yeah. Hawkeye. So yeah, these have been those are my games, man. That's Spider-Man all the way back. Then of course PlayStation had great Spider-Man games where you were web slinging through roofs, but you were just kind of attaching to invisible blimps that floated over your head. Well, the mechanics were awesome to begin with, and they kept getting better and better. Spider-Man really... games have always been great. That's Spider-Man, a, Spider-Man games 2 has consistently an, been good. Yeah, it's an awesome pick. Spider-Man Two is a great pick. What about you, Jahan? My number three. Yeah, your number three, number three most anticipated video game for 2020. Threat. 
I don't know if you would assume this would be higher for me or not, but my number three is Dead Island 2. I just hate you for picking apart my list. I'm going to come to your house and eat all your snacks. Well, I mean, you know, uh, obviously this is going to be on my list. Uh, I love Zombie. I've been waiting for this game since Dead Island 1. And ever since they released that stupid trailer uh, like four years ago or however long that was, uh, and then it disappeared forever, Got it was in... Uh, developer hell for a long long time supposedly it's coming out this year i'll believe it when i see it but i am excited again for it so dead island 2 i have dead island 2 in my number one spot for most anticipated game of 2023 and that's because i know without a doubt what to expect uh it's going to be cooperative first person we're going to pick up a bunch of weapons and beat the ever-living crap out of zombies as yeah. we move from camp to camp, picking up more upgraded weapons and supplies. Uh, also, Dead Island has more silly weapons than ever, uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I know that Jahan's going to play it. I yeah. know that I'm going to play it, and that's why it's in my number one spot, because this is guaranteed to be a good time. I will enjoy Dead Island 2. My number Gary, three what, game, however... I was going to say, yeah, that, Gary, well, you got your number three. My number three, however, is RoboCop Rogue City. So RoboCop Rogue City looks to me almost like if you wanted to judge Dread game your whole life or a RoboCop game your whole life, this is finally the one. It's first person, you're RoboCop, and you are <laughs> in the dystopian future. It is super violent. Uh, you've got guns for hands, you've got your pistol, uh, I think there might even be a vehicle level, uh, you're, you're fighting all the classic villains, you know, the big mech walker with, like, the black mesh and the two gun arms with the double barrels, uh, so it's got everything that I want. Uh, I put it in my number three spot because I'm not sure it will be great, but the aesthetic certainly screams Robocop slash cyberpunk. Uh, so I'm really excited to just play a cyberpunk game as sort of a killing machine. I think that could that could be kind of fun. Looking yeah. forward to that. That one also looks good. I looked it up after I saw it on your list, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this on one of the game. It certainly things. looks like they took their time developing this game. They didn't just slap it together and call this a first-person shooter. They didn't just call it RoboCop. Do you get to arrest uh, people? This was RoboCop from the ground up built. And no, I think literally in the plot of like the trailer, it's like, oh no, it's like a red alert and everybody's supposed to be back inside, but they're not. And so so everybody's out past curfew committing crimes or something. So you have the okay to just sweep the street. Um, anyways, RoboCop's not the nicest hero by any means. This does look like a, a dystopian violent good time if you're into cyberpunk oh, it's like a or into first person shooters i think this will fit right up your alley if, uh, my deus ex fans where you at robocop rogue city coming at some point in 2023 if they scratch the deus ex itch in robocop i'll be all about that game too um my number three most anticipated game is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So this is the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, a game that I really, really enjoyed. And 
honestly, start because of that, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, I like haven't even been watching much gameplay or trailers of it other than the original cinematic trailer because I loved the first one so much that it's like, yeah, I'm gonna play I'm gonna play more of that. So I'm looking forward to um Jedi Survivor and actually you can get the first one, Fallen Order is like I think it might be on Game Pass or it was at one point, but it's in all kinds of sales. I think it's, I think it's on, a PS Plus. It's game. on yeah, EA it's Play, right? Month. It's a downloadable game for us for the um, PS Plus stuff. So I'm going to download yeah, it and play it. Yeah, it's a PS Plus game for January. So like, it's super easy to get your hands on this game now, on the first one, if you want to play it before the new one comes out, which I'm actually probably going to give it a replay um so that it's fresh when the new one comes out but yeah so star wars jedi survivor i mean not much to say third person action lightsaber game and uh, super fun can't wait and it's sort of a souls like game sort of but sort of but not not quite, quite as, punishing. as difficult mm-hmm. yeah but it, i mean i'm sure if you crank up the difficulty on there that it gets mighty difficult but my i'm i'm a little baby boy gamer and so i i do not turn on the higher difficulties it's one, like of, that. It's one of my uh more favorite souls likes for sure it's very it's very fun uh I, i'm excited for this one too i didn't make my list though but good pick and I think the original you said is on Game Pass. I rolled it around in my brain. I think it's on EA Play, which is part of Game Pass at, at right. as of January 2023. But who knows how long they'll keep that deal. Uh, so, yeah, it is there. Yeah. Um, that will bring us back around to movies. Movies. And that is going to be our guest, the mayor of Nerdtropolis, Sean Taj. Sean, what's your number two most anticipated movie of 2023? So it's actually um, the Flash. No. If it finally, yes, I have been anticipated this for a long time. Okay. And I even interviewed Kiersey Clemens, who was is going to be playing the love interest of the Flash. That's awesome! And Congratulations. She said that it was something special when they were making it, and there was a lot of cool surprises to be looking forward to. I'm hopefully hoping hoping that all of that's still intact. I'm not sure where the future is, but I really just want to see Michael Keaton in the Batmobile back. That's all I want. So that's why yeah. I'm super excited. That is my favorite, one of my favorite Batmans in Batmobile ever. So I just want to see that on the big screen once again, I mean, really. Michael I, Keaton was the best live action Batman. So I'm just curious of what this actually is going to be. What's the end product? So that's why I'm really anticipating it because to see if it follows through what it is supposed to do or they just changed everything because of the whole shakeup over there at DC. This this is an honorable mention for me to Sean, just because I, I'm just so curious about this. They've been really sticking to their guns about this movie and, and wanting it to come out theatrically because it sounds like basically from the insider point of view and from the test screenings, apparently it's really good. Like it has been testing like crazy they said off the dark charts. Night good. They said dark night good, which is like it's very supposed to be strong. Yeah, allegedly really good. And obviously before the shakeup at DC, this was supposed to be the film that kind of corrected the DCEU and like set it on its new path. However, now with James Gunn and Peter Seffron coming in, I I don't know where this is going to stand. I'm just curious to see how they market this and how they they go about it, not even from the Ezra Miller standpoint, like that's one thing in and he's had mental health issues and that. And so it's like, you know, 
that's a, it's a whole nother thing. But as far as the just the future of DC and where this sits, like, I don't think that this is something that's going to have any kind of follow up in the future if they're really scrapping everything. So I'm just interested to see how it's handled. So, and I'm just very intrigued by it all. I think it would be really cool if, and I'm 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 a mark for Michael Keaton Batman, right? That's really what I love about this too, Sean. So I don't think we're going to be disappointed. I think if all we're looking forward to is Michael Keaton Batman, we're going to come out happy. Um, and anything else is icing on the cake. But I think what they what James Gunn could do, may do. I don't know why I think this, but you know, if this is a flashpoint, if this is alternate universes coming together, he could keep Michael Keaton Batman. There's no reason that he has to keep everything from this movie or get rid of everything from this movie. If this is a multiverse crossing over, he can pick and choose any of these characters and, and bring them back if he wants to. So it it does leave itself in an interesting place for James Gunn's takeover because literally a different universe could take over right here. This this <laughs> There's almost a, a reason for a, a different showrunner to come along and run DC because of this movie's plot. Um, could be interesting. I'm I'm not sure what they'll be able to do with it. I'm not sure what the point of it is. But if it works, then I think it'll work really well. And yeah, Ezra Miller's the big question mark here because do they continue with Ezra in the future? I would say almost assuredly no. They probably don't. So it makes this movie weird to watch, but I want to watch it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not particularly... I mean, I'm not excited for this movie. I don't think it... It, it, eh. Keaton in the Batmobile wearing the Keaton Batman the Batmobile. costume. I'll totally watch that part. I'll just fast forward through the rest, I guess. And Batfleck is back too for some type of scene. So there's gonna be two Batmans at least. I'm there. a I'm a huge uh, anti Batfleck guy. So you better go watch it then. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of the Batfleck. Uh, I could watch Michael Keaton be Batman for like another 10 or 15 years. I could watch old Batman. I could get used to that storyline. Uh, I think he's the best Batman that there is right now. I just want old man uh, Michael Keaton, Batman, and Terry McGinnis. That's all I want. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were trying to do a Batman Beyond, but they were trying to do it with like a Batgirl type deal. Where it's they got like, to do, do a true Terry version of that, which I would like to see and. Honestly, it could be Michael Keaton, or it could be a really old Batflick. I've always said uh, Clint Eastwood would be great for old Batman, also for old Bruce Wayne. But just so, pissed off late, in the so Batcave. So late now, though. Depends <laughs> what real, year. Real, real old now. Well, it depends what year you set it in, because you could set it in like you know. I mean, twenty seventy. Batman, Batman Beyond, like Bruce is like a hundred, so you know. But he looks. But look how big he was too. <laughs> still in that cartoon, he was still a very big man. He was still small. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jahan, yeah, that brings us to yours. My number two movie of the year. Uh, I think this is on someone else's list. But yeah, Evil Dead Rise. My number two for the year. Super excited for this one. Uh, I watched the trailer that just dropped the other day. Uh, I'm very excited for this movie. Very, very excited. Uh, it, I don't know. Bruce Campbell is behind the scenes. I don't think he's in it, but it looks. I liked the remake of the uh, of Evil Dead with uh, the female lead in the cabin again, and it was just really good. Uh, truly disturbing. Truly scary. And 
I don't know. It This looks a lot like that, but it also looks like it has some of the original flavor intact, uh, and that's probably because of Bruce. Um, I guess the original director's back as well. Raimi's there. It, it looks great. It looks fantastic. It looks gross, disturbing. Uh, it looks like it's going to be too much, and that's what I want from an Evil Dead movie. Yeah, they're both producing, Raimi and um, Bruce. So they have the film's blessing for sure. So that's exciting to see that they're part of the the new reboot. Um, I did not care so much for the new Evil Dead. And from the sounds of it, I do not care so much for this. (laughs) Okay. I love when Gary throws out his I don't care for this thing, and it's a thing that he hasn't seen yet. But don't also, care for it. Evil Not Dead excited. is Evil Dead, and it's going to be Evil Dead. So yeah. Mhm. All right. Um. Who's number two? Gary, movie. You're number me. Two. Let me take it away. Let me give you a dunk here because this is the last one on my movie list. Uh, my number one movie already got picked up. That was Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum Mania. So this is sort of my slam dunk. This is my ace in the hole. This is my. No one else had it on your list. Nanny nanny boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. Can't wait to see Cocaine Bear. Based on a true story, cocaine gets dropped in the woods of Tennessee. A bear eats it and murders everyone. Uh, it's sort of a comedy horror movie. I think it's coming out the early part of 2023. Uh, this is just going to be a violent romp with a bear mauling people. This is. Uh, in a, in a really funny way. I feel like if you had a family member who was mauled by a bear, there's no amount of anything they could do to make that funny for you. But I have not been mauled by a bear. I don't have a family member that's been mauled by a bear. And I think that a bear high on cocaine going on a killing spree is funny. So to me, this would be my number two most anticipated movie of 2023. <laughs> Right after Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm going to go see Cocaine Bear. Which isn't too far after that. It's February 24th for that one. Oh, just a week later, so I get to get I get to get jacked on action. And this has Ray Liotta in it. And I wonder if this is his last movie he did or he was working on something else. But Ray Liotta is in this movie. No kidding. Interesting. Yeah. This, and it's this... produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and directed by Elizabeth Banks. So we'll see how she does. I, like I wonder how she does in director's seat. So I like her. Uh, this was almost on my list. I'm also excited for this. A bear eats cocaine and goes on a killing spree. It's a great premise for a movie. Yeah, Good bring job. it on. Yeah, based, based on elevator a true story. pitch. Based on a true story. <laughs> it is. Yeah. No, I know. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like that's that. You're not making that's that last file. Yeah. I love the elevator pitch for that. It's like you own, you you have one sentence to elevator pitch me, and you got it. A bear on cocaine. Yup, I'm in. Elevator pitch, baby. Um, let's pass it back to Sean, and this will be your number two most hey, anticipated. Hey, oh, 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 no, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drew. He didn't forget you, Drew. He doesn't fucking like you. No, no. I forget what order they come in because earlier they tied on something and it I'll really messed me up. I'll just play it. Uh, I'm sorry, Drew. I didn't mean to skip you. You're my buddy. Why don't you tell us what you'd like? My number two. I'm excited about this one. Like, I'm real excited. My number two most anticipated movie of the year will release in theaters on July 21st of 2023. And no, it is not 
Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which also releases that date. But this is Barbie, directed by Greta Gerwig, coming out in theaters. I cannot wait for the Barbie movie. Hear me out. Gary and Jahan just both look absolutely Like I get if you want to see it. That's fine, but number two most anticipated? It's it's also the ranking for me, but I mean, hey, it could be really good. This Dude is likes what he likes. Me. Here's the thing. Directed by Greta Gerwig, who I absolutely adore. I loved Lady Bird. I loved her uh, version of Little Women. Women. Great movies. So like I'm already just high on Greta Gerwig's directing. Then come to find out this is written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, her partner, who Noah Baumbach's done a lot of... He actually just had a new movie that released that he directed on, on Netflix called White Noise. Um, that's out it there wasn't very, That he wasn't also, very good. Uh, to you... It didn't look very poo. good. Did you like... You liked White Noise? It's good. Um, and noise. I loved Marriage Story. I liked the Meyerowitz story. I like Mar- yeah. those movies, too. And I thought the acting was good and white noise but i just thought it was a little misdirected but go go for it go ahead and francis ha and everything i really like it so the fact that they're teaming together on this so so i was already on board from the creative standpoint then that trailer drops that's just a beat for beat uh uh parody of 2001 a space odyssey and i'm just like 100% on board once I realized what's what's happening in this trailer. I'm like, oh, you like you just it's like they did it. Like, oh my gosh. Like if this is the tone, if this is what they're going for, I'm all in. You've also got Will Ferrell's in this movie. Um of course Ryan Gosling plays Ken, Margot Robbie's Barbie, um Simu Liu, you know, Kung, uh, 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 Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi himself is in this movie. Um, Margot Robbie yeah, and just, Ryan Gosling are appropriately cast. This is just, I'm so intrigued by what this is going to be. And I know it's weird to have it where I do, but I think just because of how wild it could potentially be, I'm so like, if I'm no lie, if it's between Oppenheimer and Barbie on that day and I could only see one, I'm taking Barbie over Oppenheimer. So, I would that's also a good prefer... weekend to watch Barbie over Oppenheimer. I, and but Oppenheimer I looks want, so good, though. I don't want you, uh, my reaction earlier to get you wrong. Like, I support your love of this movie, and I think I might enjoy it as well. It's just, number two is just really high. That was my whole thing. It does well, look good, and it does look like it's something other than what was expected when they announced a Barbie movie. It looks very different from what just that conjured uh this actually looks like it could be a good movie so i'll reserve judgment all right now we can jump to sean for number two did we already spoil your number two for uh, tv I think I made or, some, or I made no? some additions maybe nice okay. okay i think i did i thought we were going to video games for some reason and you might have to come back to okay. me i had something That's okay we can we can skip Jahan. What's your number? Yeah, two? go Jahan. We'll come back to you, Sean. My number two TV show. Yes. Oh wait, Please. I knew it. Sorry, I remember now. I'm so sorry. I remember before I forget. Fuck me, huh, Sean? All right, no, all right. I'm, right, just, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> before I forget, um, season four of Succession. Oh, okay. Um, oh that's yes. Be, that's supposed to be coming out this year, and that was a show I was 
everyone was talking about i'm like no thanks i don't like when there's a lot of noise about a show like it's super popular i kind of wait till i can watch it on my own to to do my own judgment and i loved it so season four of that is coming out on hbo this year and if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it is quite the wild ride what's it about like it's about like you know just a little oh it's really like it's about super wealthy yeah super wealthy media family and they're like fighting with amongst each other about ownership and just how to run the company and just a bunch of stuff but it's drug filled it's funny it has a really great cast um that's the one with carrie corn because i hate rich people but i love drugs so now i I don't know if i want to watch this or not no you really should it it's really well done honestly succession is kind of on my it's like on my list of shame for shows that i haven't caught up with and to be honest i think the first and second seasons were already out and i tried i started to watch it and i got about halfway through season one and then uh my daughter was born and so then i had a newborn and i wasn't getting much sleep and i tried to watch it but it is not the type of show that you can watch when you're like super super tired um but it is good from what I've seen, and I do fully intend to try to catch up on the first three seasons before season four comes out because I do feel like this is like such a huge show and and sweeps so many awards. But yeah, like Jahan and Gary, like Sean was saying, I mean, it's basically a super dysfunctional rich family that are all constantly trying to like one up each other within the business. I think the premise of the first season, like going back, is the you know the the dad who's brian cox is like the in charge of the company that his son is like ready to take over and thinks he's going to and right on the day that he thinks he's about to get control of the company the dad says no i'm actually staying you know in charge and he's old and has all these health issues and so it's just like they're all constantly just battling each other for like like is that a good is that a good way to put it Sean? and then like I'm there's sure tabloids the about the family members and stuff like that and they're backstabbing so each it's other. like the wwe there's yeah. a lot of vince mcmahon parallels here that can be made 100 percent. actually yeah. a very good yeah thing to say yeah, i've been I, reading that story in the news for like 10 years that's I, that is a good story i might watch that mm-hmm. i do like that story i've been addicted to it for a long time now and karen um Karen, um, Macaulay oh, Culkin's Karen brother, Culkin. Karen, yeah, is, is oh, in it. I love and Kieran Culkin. His character is wild. Super wild in that. So I definitely recommend it. Nice. Yep, good pick. Good pick. I think that's a, a super popular one, and I'll be jumping on board. All right, Jahan, we'll take it back to you. Sorry, we, we it's like... You were you were about to have it served on a platter, and then we took it away. So I'm tell sorry. us what's your number two. It's okay, I'm used to constant disappointment. Uh, my number two is going to be real easy. It's Velma. I'm pretty excited for that. I am excited for Adult Scooby Doo, and I like cartoons. Not a hard sell for me. Uh, I'll be watching this one all the way through. So, well, I can. I think we can say now because we've talked about we talked about Velma before. Gary's number two is the same as my number two is the same as Jahan's number one. And it comes out tonight. Yeah, from the date that this episode drops on... Is it yours as well? Podcast feeds. Your number one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess we can switch gears to that uh, since 
it's the rest of your number twos and then me and Sean's number one. Uh, we'll just knock out TV shows mostly uh, all together. But I think you guys will still have number ones, right? Uh, the Last of Us on HBO is going to be premiering. And, I mean, what, what do you want? You know what I mean? It's based on one of the best video games ever made. It's got zombies, but they're like fungus zombies, so it's like different zombies. And there's going to be blood, guts, murder, Game of Thrones characters. Uh, the show is going... It's going to be good. It will be a good show. Let's just hope it survives whatever the hell HBO thinks they're doing. Uh, I would say that Last of Us has this really edge-of-your-seat type of oh-crap vibe. Um yeah. It's not the same as some zombie apocalypses uh, that might be more bright or colorful or more violent even. These characters are probably weaker than the plague. Uh, so it's best to avoid a fight. So a lot of this series will probably have your hair standing up on the back of your neck, you on the edge of your couch, just like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good time. I think it's going to be very, very much thriller, very... Uh, more than horror to to say um what do you guys probably, think probably yeah that's probably good and they said that this um season 1 covers the whole first game i really think they should slow that down well I, that's what i thought too but that's what they said it's the whole yeah. first um well, season is the first game all of it but in the uh-huh. uh games they do a big time jump between 1 and 2 don't they yeah, yeah so maybe they they're do, planning and on I, padding I do it feel out feel like as somebody that's played both the games, I feel like the first game lends itself well to a single season of TV, whereas the second game could really be expanded upon a lot if they go that route with the show. Um, well, Pedro's going to yeah, be busy I mean, anyways, so th- he might not come back to The Last of Us for a while. For he's on two, two. Of our, uh, two of my shows, yeah. Last of Us and The Mandalorian, so that's pretty fun. But Neil Druckmann, who's the the main kind of creative force behind the game, has been heavily involved in the show and helped helped write it and everything. And so, like, I don't know. And and even the actors that were in the game, uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, have both basically given their blessing to the performances and everything in this. And I feel like it is genuine. They all they both actually appear in the show mm-hmm. as well. In, in oh, that's awesome. Good for them. Cameos. That's yeah, great. like Ashley Johnson actually plays Ellie's mother in the show, and she played Ellie in the game. So there's like some cool things there, but yeah, I mean, just the fact that that Warner Brothers and HBO have gone in all in on this, and this is getting like the Sunday night time slot on HBO, and you know, like HBO Sunday night TV has like a long running legacy of just the shows, that, like you know, that's their big slot you know that's what it used to be is like sunday night you were watching hbo and um yeah so I, the fact i that definitely think that... this show fits that sunday night slot that you've talked about before where where white lotus doesn't really fit that slot for me i think game of thrones i think sopranos you know all these huge shows the past there there are shows in the middle that don't fit the slot and that's okay but i think last of us is going to fit that sunday night itch for everybody and i think there are people who don't know they're gonna love it People like in our parents' age demographic that know nothing about the game, they don't know what to expect. I think they're going to eat this show my, up. My parents, I can guarantee, are going to love this show because they they, they right. love a lot of weird stuff that you wouldn't expect them to. And 
You know, like my my mom loved Peacemaker. You know, like, <laughs> Last dad, of Us to me is not like a, you need to know the video game to like the show. You don't yeah. need to know anything. I think people are going to absolutely love these monsters. I can't wait to watch this with my family. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. And ever since Pedro Pascal was on Game of Thrones, like his star has really only continued to grow since then. And and even since he was cast in this and he's done Mandalorian, you know, the, he's just been doing so much. And um, I really feel like he's, he's a big draw for the show, at least for me. You know, I thought it, it was an, a pretty inspired casting choice when it was announced. I was like, oh, I'm not feeling it. But now as things have gone on and I've, I've seen a lot more of Pedro Pascal in the past couple of years, I'm like, I'm I'm all about it. I, I want to see what he brings to it. I'm I'm excited for this. He doesn't I'm, miss, man. This, he hasn't missed yet. Yeah, this honestly, I debated putting this as my number one on my list, too. I, I went with Mandalorian season three just because it was at least a known quantity. But as far as um, new shows, it's it's for sure my most anticipated new show. So it's going to be Pedro or Pedro. Exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Um, my number one, while we're still in shows, I initially had Mando season three, but since it got sniped off the list... Uh, I put one on that I'm surprised Jahan didn't have. Uh, so this is sort of honorable mention for me, and it's also like, Jahan, come on, bro. Generation V. Have yeah. you seen Generation V? Anybody familiar with this? One. I am excited for that one. It is, it is the boys' uh, universe. It's in high school and with super-powered teenage drama. Uh, so it's, I mean, it looks like it's going to be dope as shit. Uh, for sure, it wasn't on my list for no particular reason. I could have put it on. I, I know you're a big fan of the boys' universe, and I'm not a huge fan of it because of the violence. I think some of it's a little too graphic for even me. Oh, yeah. um, and especially some of the graphic sexual scenes, uh, I, I don't really care for that too much. But this universe, kind of having a Professor Xavier kind of high school with uh, super-powered high school kids and seeing how they would actually act and how they would abuse their powers and lash out. Uh, I think they could tell a lot of really fun, dark, twisted stories here. It's like Degrassi on steroids. That's man. exactly what I was thinking about. I was like, is this going to be like Degrassi? Because if you're selling yeah. it like Degrassi, I am in because they scrapped the Degrassi comeback, which I, I was that, looking forward to. I don't think they're going to sell it like Degrassi. I think they're going to sell it <laughs> like the boys. Uh but, you know, I hope they sell it with a little bit more of a high school vibe. That could be a lot of fun. Did you like Diabolical? I, I loved Diabolical, actually. Um, no, no, nothing will ever beat Aquafina being a shit-no-mancer. Ever. <laughs> what was the name of that superhero show that came out that was so awesome? Invincible. Mm, is yeah. is this another season of Invincible coming out this year? Because I didn't see I didn't that see anywhere. It. And that, that, that would have been a good pick. I that think would've... it is this year, but I could be wrong. I think it is this year as well. If it is, then been... uh, I will throw Velma right in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> and I will, I will pick up... Uh, you know, when I was looking, I didn't see either of these on the list I was looking at. Uh, I was July probably... 2023, maybe. Jeez. Apparently. I would watch... Gen oh. Yeah, Generation V probably could have been on my list and then invincible absolutely would have been invincible was one of the greatest superhero cartoons i've ever seen ever and it's even up there like really high with just superhero shows in general so i agree i couldn't have said it better invincible's fantastic looking forward to another season not sure if we're going to get it in 23 though just another shout out 
Uh, does anybody have any more honorable mention shows they want to talk about before we wrap shows up? That I have on shows is an honorable mention that you guys are gonna make fun of me for. Uh, I, I I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna Walking give it a shot. Dead, Louisiana. The Walking Dead, Dead City. Yeah, absolutely. It takes place in New York City, actually. Uh, and like, I'm willing to give it a shot, man. I. I feel like they shy away from, like, the bigger cities, you know, it's always in the middle of nowhere, and it's for budgetary reasons, you know what I mean? It's easier to do, like, the fewer zombies and blah, 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 but New York City is going to be a dope place for a zombie television show, in my opinion. I hope it's good, but, you know, I my expect it wasn't on my list. It is an honorable mention because I don't have a lot of faith in it. I had one honorable mention that I'll shout out. And honestly, this isn't even one that I had been following, but when I was doing research for this, it came up and apparently it is supposed to come out this year, but Dune, the sisterhood, which is yeah. a, a Dune spinoff that will be going straight to HBO, HBO max. Is so it about the Bene Gesserit? Um, I believe so. Nice. So, and that's just kind of like a, I, I'm, I'm kind of blindly putting this on my list because I don't know all that much about it. There is a cast list and, you know, they've shot it apparently, It's but it's supposed to come out this year. And I'm just all in on Dune and the universe that they've created. So I had and If to, you're I looking for a show similar to that, similar to what they're coming out with, there is Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies coming to Paramount+. Plus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I if you want the opposite the of the sisterhood on Dune. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I want you to write like an expose piece about the similarities between those two series when they come out. <laughs> the pink ladies are basically the same as the Pinagesserit. <laughs> so apparently Dune the Sisterhood is set 10,000 years before the ascension of Paul Atreides. Um, and oh, it'll follow... Cool. Uh, follow two Harkonnen sisters as they combat forces that threaten the future of humankind and establish the fabled sect known as the Bene Gesserit. So there you go. That's oh, yeah. about the founding of the Bene Gesserit. That's cool. I'll get with that. That sounds dope. Ah, oh, man, my brother's going to flip out about that. He's going to... Yeah, he is. He's going to poop all over his own feet. My, my, my younger brother has read all of the Dune books. There's How many like, are there? There's like eight. Uh, Seven, I think, and the last two are by the the son of the original guy. They're not even by the original. So supposedly it's a hard series to stick with, but he did it. He finished it. <laughs> he says it gets bananas, but yeah. You got uh, a gold star. He'll be excited. For yeah, you. absolutely. Yeah, he read enough books to go to Astroworld and get a pizza party for his class. <laughs> oh, those were the good old days. You're, you're That's making what I'm it sound about. old, Gary. We are old. None of those things exist anymore. Um, games, games. We're close. We're getting. We're getting close, guys. Getting close. Yeah, games. We'll we'll go to everybody's. Yeah, you know, we're only on number twos for games, but I feel like a lot of number ones have been said. Or this is where we're really in the overlap phase. We obviously just wrapped up all of our TV talk. So for games, yeah, Sean, do we have your number two? Yeah, number two, I have Hogwarts Legacy. Me too! That's my number two! Oh, oh there we go. What's yeah. up, girl? We finally matched <laughs> one up right at the very end. That's my last game go. on my list. I'm, that's what I'm talking about, Sean! They pushed that back quite a bit for a while. They're, like, working on it still. So I'm excited to see it's coming out, what, I think it's next month? Yeah, what yeah, house are you going to play? So. That's a good question. I'm going to flip a coin. You haven't even thought about it yet? Put no, on the I'm sorting hat, girl! Gryffindor I'm not a big, like... Harry Potter fan, I enjoy the world, 
and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see like what it looks like because it's an immersive, you know, RPG. So yeah, I was a huge Harry, Harry Potter going? person. Had to pull it back a bit because of reasons with the author, but I mean, this game, man, it looks so damn good. <laughs> it looks so good. I want to play it so bad. Eric? Gary, are you going Slytherin? Oh, you already know, girl. I'm going to be that slippery snake. I'm going to be down in the dungeon mixing up potions, and I'm going to be out on the Quidditch field throwing potions at you. I'm going to have a beater, and I'm going to be like, bam, hitting the ball, and I'm going to be knocking you off your broom. Oh, it's going to be lit. I'm going to be I'm gonna be out of control at this Harry Potter game. I'm going to be a Gryffindor because uh, I'm a basic bitch. And I'll well, you go should be a Hufflepuff then. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm I am gonna be a Hufflepuff. I'm claiming Hufflepuff. Oh wait, do we have here. all four? Yeah, I'll be Ravenclaw. <laughs> we we have all. Oh wow, that's fun. That's fun. It comes out on PS4. That's what I read. <laughs> it better. Yes, it does. It comes out a all month right. or maybe two months later on PS4. Sure, I looked I don't at know. the later. dates. Later. I think it later. got delayed. The PS4 and Xbox One versions got delayed a couple months, but the X, the series it's not like X PS4 and S hasn't and been PS5. around forever. They so, should have done that one first. <laughs> so, Sean, I don't know if you've had this experience, but from my personal experience, I I had to get a Series X because even the games that are coming out for old and new gen, they cut the games in half to cram it on the old gen man it just it's not it's just i I, i've been so burnt by cyberpunk by battlefield by all these games that like they just give you half the game and charge you full price it's so bad uh but i'm just i need giving you a heads up there man like i need that spider-man ps5 then i i need that spider-man edition then I think you have until March uh, or March or so to get your hands on a, on a new platform. So there's no hurry, no rush. Yeah. Uh, and even then, you don't need Spider-Man the day it comes out. You don't need Harry Potter the day it comes out. You can probably hold on till next Christmas, maybe. Or until PS6. <laughs> yeah, right. At that point, it's like, why buy these games? The next one's coming out. My power just flickered, FYI. So Mine, happens. actually, I think just did too. It is pouring here. It's pouring, right. yeah, it's pouring. Does anybody have any more games they want to talk about? That that oh, wrapped up my list as well. I got. Two I still have a number list. one. Yeah. Uh, my uh, number two is big and strong. It's a big, strong pick. Uh, Starfield. I it's am... my number two as well. Excellent. Oh, wow. You're all two and R2. We both, we all, Perfect. that's awesome. All right. Boom. Captain Planet. Captain Planet. Uh, God, we would summon such a shitty Captain Planet. We should talk about that in depth later. Uh, but anyway. Well, it's yeah. Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that skin so much. Uh, tree. Tree. Everybody's trees. All right. Um, Starfield looks great. I mean. They've made a lot of promises. I haven't been burnt by one of their games before. You know, I've loved all the... I love Fallout 3, Fallout 4. I loved, uh, you know, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. Like, they have a great track record. They promise a lot with this game. They promise the world and, like, and all the worlds beyond, you know? And... If they can deliver on a quarter of that, this will be a decent game. If they can deliver on all of it, it'll be one of the greatest games I've ever played. Uh, so this is on my number two. I am Correct still apprehensive. If I'm wrong. This but. is owned by Microsoft now, right? Yep. Is so this is. Will be a free day one Game Pass release? Uh, it's entirely yes. possible. Yeah, I think it might be free. So like, 
don't know, man. I feel like I've just been rewarded for being a fan, and I get a free game, and I'm excited. Uh, hell yeah, Xbox. Hell yeah, Game Pass. Starfield. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. John, you, you worded it perfectly there at the end, because that's that's exactly where I'm at. It's like, I'm I'm excited for this game because of what it is, right? It's, it's from... Bethesda Game Studios is the people that do, you know, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And so, I mean, their core studio that does those big open world games. So we're getting a new one set in outer space. I'm all about it. I'm I'm, I'm in. But to, to your point, I feel like this is going to be the first game that comes out uh, that really, like, we're finally reaping some of the rewards of being patient Xbox fans and, and with all the acquisitions they've made, waiting for that first big, true exclusive that, exactly. that we get. And so, yeah, I'm excited for yeah, Starfield. this is the payoff. I mean, I'm so excited. And and it has been delayed. You know, I think it was supposed to come out at the end of last year, and it, it's gotten moved. But they've... Uh, Todd Howard has said for sure it will be out the first half of this year, even though it doesn't have a release date set right now. I think it's supposed to right now. The rumors are like May, June, that it'll be out. Hey, but Todd Howard has, has, yeah, he's assured that the extra time Microsoft has given them is just continuously making it a better game. So like, sure, do whatever you have to do, make it a better game. I will be ready to play it as soon as it comes out. As a Bethesda fanboy and a fan of all the Elder Scrolls games, I'm actually not a huge fan of the Fallout games. And Starfield, to me, looks a little more Fallout it than does. Elder Scrolls. It does. Um, I'm not super stoked on it yet. I definitely will play it. But the trailers, to me, the trailers, right, so not full gameplay, they looked like a lot of empty places with not a whole lot of enemies and not a lot of exciting things going on. Now, that's not to say their skill trees might not be great and their boss fights might be awesome. I don't know. But from what I saw, it looked kind of like just walking through a Fallout waste, except it's a different planet now. I didn't see anything beautiful and innovative. But I will play it. So that's Starfield. So that's mine and Jahan's number two. Gary, we've already said... Your number two, correct, was Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, sir. Um, and actually, my number one was Spider-Man 2, so my number one's covered. Do we just want to wrap up everybody's number one? Yeah, yeah, video yeah. games, yeah. And then, Because like, I think it's just Sean and Jahan may have something left. So, yeah, Sean, what was your number one? So mine is The Legend of Zelda Tears of That's the my number one! Oh, ding, 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 ding! We have a match! I'm a big Zelda fan. Big, Same. big, big. I will Same play Zelda. almost every every Zelda game that's out there. I'm excited they finally have a sequel. It takes forever between Zelda games. I can't do it. It's really hard to sit through how long it takes for them to yeah. push out their next game. But I came to I'm Breath excited. Of the Wild and Jahan, it's all yours. I came to Breath of the Wild late because uh, I didn't have a Switch. I got a Switch eventually. Got Breath of the Wild. I got into it, but then I got into a bunch of other games. And then I came back, hit it hard, finished it. Love that game. Fantastic. I beat the the Champions Ballad DLC. Beat all of those, like, super difficult challenges. Really fun. Love that game. Uh, and this, I mean, this looks like it's going to be just a better version of that. And I'm thrilled. I've been loving Zelda my whole life. Uh, I mean, dear God, like, Link to the Past on the Super NES is still one of my favorite games of all time. You know what I mean? It's... I love Zelda. Can't wait for this one. Very excited. 
for this. A12 is when it comes out. I have it as an honorable mention. I am a huge Zelda fan of the older games, but I am one of the Zelda fans that Breath of the Wild was was not really my cup of tea. It's a little bit almost too open and free, and I know that there are some of the classic dungeons in it, but like that's more my my speed. Um, that being said, anytime a new Zelda game comes out, like I'm not going to act like I'm not excited for it. And that's so, a fair critique been... because it is very different from other Zelda titles. Right. I'm more like you, Drew, though, when I play Zelda. like It is really big and overwhelming, but it's also really fun where really not beatable. It is beatable, but it's really not because you can just do whatever you want. You can spend hours in the world and just do whatever you want and before you go into any missions and stuff like that. I think that now knowing what breath of the wild was because i think when i went into that game i knew that it was different but i didn't know really what it was going into it and now with this i feel like expectations are set and so i'll be able to jump into it and be kind of part of the conversation as everybody's discovering it for the first time when it comes out so yeah uh so i do actually have uh more honorable mentions because like i was saying before like this is a much better year for games in my opinion uh, so there's a lot that I'm excited for. Because gonna... so much got delayed from last year into yeah. this year. So it's like all the good stuff is still yet to come. And that moved it like down my list, you know, because I'm like less excited because it got held back. But so there are a few. I'll just kind of knock them out. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, Fire Emblem Engage uh, should be a fun entry into the the series. Uh, Atomic Heart going to be coming out soon. Free on Game Pass. You uh, can pre-install it already. You already pre-installed it. All right. Uh, it is, yeah, first-person shooter, um, sort of in the style of, like, Russian Fallout or Bioshock almost. Looks really, really fun. I was going to say, it gave Bioshock vibes. It does sure. give some pretty big Bioshock vibes. Uh, Lies of P is a Souls-like where you are Pinocchio uh, battling through a great little world. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, and then for the four-player co-op fans, Redfall. Uh, that got moved down my list because it was delayed. I was annoyed by that. I wanted to play it now. Uh, but, hey, I'll play it when it comes out. It's going to be free on Game Pass Day 1. Uh, I forget who makes that game. Uh, it's a Bethesda game, but I can't okay. remember which studio under Bethesda makes So, another it. Bethesda title. This is a four-player co-op, uh, Left 4 Dead-style vampire game, and where you're battling vampires and cultists and their familiars. And you have, it has champions, so instead of just having four different skinned characters, they actually have different powers. Uh, more like it's uh, from World Arcane, War Z. So the same people that did Dishonored and Deathloop. Oh, okay. So there you go. So yeah, it's uh, it's more like uh, how in World War Z, you, you, like your character choice actually had different powers and stuff. Uh, they have more supernatural powers and like cartoony powers almost than that. They're not really realistic, but it looks like a very fun game. And yeah, four player co op. I'm all in. And then Suicide Squad um, was also I, there. But. I had Redfall on my honorable mentions as well, just to shout it out because, hey, as an Xbox fan, you got to be excited for any exclusive we can get at this point. <laughs> I, I then, also. Um, I forgot. I, I forgot one. Oh, go ahead. It probably should have been on my list, honestly. I just. I, I forgot. Uh, Hades 2 is coming out. The sequel to one of the greatest games ever made by anybody, let alone an indie developer, uh, Hades 2, 
is shaping up to be really, really fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for that one. I played the crap out of Hades. It's one of the games I played the most uh, on my Switch. And so I'm very excited for Hades, too. I know Jenny is, too. So, boom. Yeah, my only other honorable mention was Final Fantasy 16 comes out this year. And 16. it is a PlayStation exclusive, um, you know, which is kind of baffling. I don't know why Sony doesn't just buy Square Enix at this point. Why, you know? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a good point. They really should. Uh, this they're those... they're keeping this one from Xbox. They haven't even brought the Final Fantasy VII remake to Xbox, and it was supposed to only be like a limited year of exclusivity on PlayStation, and it still hasn't come out. So it's like it it seems like they're Sony's really doing their best to keep these Square Enix games from the Xbox platform. Whatever, it's fine. I know they have a long-standing relationship, and I don't understand why Sony do- doesn't just buy them at this point. But that's neither here nor there. Maybe not doesn't for matter. sale. I do. I do have a PlayStation, so I will be playing Final Fantasy 16 on my PlayStation when it comes out. I'm excited for another main entry. It's been a long time since 15 came out, and 16 looks really great so far. Can I ask a stupid Pokemon question that might be stupid? Because I might have totally missed it already. Remember Arceus came out, right? Didn't they say they were going to make like a four-player co-op game in that same vein as Arceus? Scarlet Violet? Uh, that's two player co-op, right? I think that's four player co-op actually. Maybe so maybe that already yeah, maybe that already happened. I They're coming out with something called Crimson and Cobalt. I Yeah, in twenty twenty five. Okay, that's a long way out. Um okay, so maybe maybe I was thinking Scarlet Violet. Maybe it just happened and I didn't notice. Um I thought it would be really cool to play like four player open world Pokemon with friends, but uh I didn't do that. I thought that'd be I thought that would be fun. Definitely better than the old top-down NES uh, format or the top-down Game Boy format. I was interested in that 3D world with friends. And then you can, like, ride the cycle sores, like little motorcycles. And <laughs> yeah, I thought, you, you have cycle, uh, motorcycle Pokemon, yeah. I thought that would be fun to do with friends. Uh, maybe I just played too much GTA online. Uh, are we all ready to wrap up games and talk about our last... Do we, do we have last movies? We have last movies. Yeah, I think it's just That's our it. number ones, which, Gary, I think we spoiled yours because yours was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's right, coming out um, on think... my birthday. So if you go see it the day it comes out, you're, you're doing it for me. But I think we do have some other number ones. So, Sean, what's, what's your number one most anticipated film of 2023? All right. I'm excited for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Coming um, this August, I believe August fourth, uh, and that is from Seth Rogen's production company, and it's being directed by um, the one the guy that helmed the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is oh, that was really good, an amazing animated film. I think it was the best animated film of that year, and I'm super excited to get TMNT back on the big screen I saw... in any capacity. That that's coming and it out. It is an animated film, right? Yeah, it's animated. Yes, and that leaked artwork is pretty accurate. So it's a it's kind of wonky a little bit, but I, they're trying to like pull a little bit from like Spider Verse maybe on how they're doing the um, the graphics and stuff like that. But I'm excited for TMNT. I did see that one, and also I mean it piqued my interest. I just didn't know much about it, so I'll probably be watching that one too, uh, for sure. My 
my number one. We already talked about, so we, we can just go quick. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the movie I'm most excited for this year. Absolutely. So it looks like we both have animations in our top slot, which is fun. Uh, I mean, the first one was one of the best movies I've ever seen. It was fantastic. It was such a good... It blew me out of the water. That came out on my birthday. or Well, not exactly on my birthday, but I saw it on my birthday. Uh, and it was it was a great birthday movie. I, I loved every second of it. Edge of my seat. Beautiful. I think there's going to be more of the same. Well, I, f- I feel like now I'm letting you all down that my number one is not an animated film. Definitely. It's, You're definitely uh, letting me down, Drew. It's very much a live-action film, um, and I have been anticipating it for a long time because I thought it was going to come out in 2022, uh, but it has been pushed to next year. But this is... Um, Martin Scorsese's new film, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, is my most anticipated movie of 2023. Um, I actually just read the book of this when I was on vacation um, a few weeks ago, and I I read through this book pretty, pretty quickly. Um, for those that don't know, Killers of the Flower Moon is about a true story um, from the early... 1920s ish um basically for those who don't know the osage indians were moved to a a space of land in oklahoma just a rocky crummy piece of land and then it turned out that that piece of land was on top of one of the biggest oil deposits in the country so the osage indians became millionaires just super super wealthy um, for that time. So, of course, what happened? A lot of the white folk then made their way there and and married into the the Indian families or became guardians or did whatever they could to get their hands on the fortunes that the Osage Indians had come into. Um, and there was a big conspiracy of murders that happened at this time. And so now all of this is getting made into a film. Um, directed by Martin Scorsese, as I said, it is starring um, Jesse Plemons is is the lead of the movie um, as an FBI investigator. This this story is also kind of the birth of the FBI, which is also why it's interesting. Um, but yeah, so Jesse Plemons is the lead. Leonardo DiCaprio is in this film. Robert De Niro, uh, Brendan Fraser, John Lithgow. Um, so it has a really big cast. And uh, yeah, I just I've been highly anticipating it it's actually got picked up by apple so this is an apple tv plus movie but i think it will get a limited theatrical run um in some capacity but yeah it's probably gonna be like three and a half hours long and just inject it straight into my veins please this actually sounds dope (laughs) i haven't heard of it before it's a good pick and then gary yours was already number one yeah, that's right. My number one was Ant-Man Wasp Pontomania, right. so mine, mine was covered. Excellent. Uh, well, that wraps up our number one lists, uh, or our, number fi- our, our top five lists, right? Any uh, honorable mentions for films for y'all? I do have a few. Fast 10. Fast 10. Oh, God. <laughs> Little Awful. Mermaid. Okay. I had, I had Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on mine, just because... Um, Tom Cruise is kind of at a, a, crazily enough, as big of a movie star as he's been, I feel like he's at a career high right now after Top Gun Maverick, and it's probably going to get some 
the last Oscar Mission recognition here movie. soon was really. He has bad. another like good 10, 15 years of awesome movies could be coming out. I feel like he has one he he needs to film in space. He was supposed yeah. to film it actually in space, so that'd be fun. Uh, All the Mission Impossible movies are awesome. Looking forward to that. I also yeah. did put Oppenheimer here just because it's a new Christopher Nolan movie, so that's always a big event. And lastly, I just wanted to shout out the Super Mario Brothers movie, which we've talked about a little bit on the podcast, I think, when the trailer dropped. But with the trailers and clips I've seen of this, I think it looks good and has a certain level of self-awareness to it. And so I think it might end up being really fun. I've actually come I, around a lot on this and like they keep showing that they're kind of like doing not just Mario games. They're also like Mario Kart and like they kind of did some Smash Brothers a little bit and like, I don't know, it's bringing me around. I am actually excited. This is on my honorable mentions as well. I got the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, are you saying something about the Super Mario Brothers, Sean? Yeah, um, they're gonna have like Mario Party in there, and they're gonna, like doing shrooms. Mario Party aspect there. Ain't no party no, like I think, Mario. Party. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be really good. Illumination has done really well, so I think it was a smart partnership to to do it with that studio, and I think it will make a lot of money. To be honest, I agree. Definitely. This might be one of the biggest money making movies of 2023. Um, it's not that I'm excited or not excited to see it. I, I just don't feel like I'm really the target demographic, but I think I'm going to like it either way because I don't have high expectations for it because it's a, sort of a kid's movie. You know, it's a Mario movie. It's something to take your, your second grader or your fourth grader to, and I'm sure the kid in all of us will love it, but it's not. I'm not really the target demo, so I'm trying not to take it too seriously. Uh, but I think I'm going to like it because of that. Yeah, somebody, you know, obviously Avatar The Way of Water has been making lots and lots of money, which isn't super surprising, and it doesn't have anything else in its way for the rest of this month, so it'll continue to do so. Um, and that sparked a conversation with some friends recently, and somebody asked me what I thought would be what movie had the highest chance of breaking a billion dollars at the box office in 2023. And when I was thinking about it, like, the first thing that came to mind was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, just because me, it seems like a, a big deal in the MCU with Kang and what all it's setting up. But if you look at it realistically, it's the third Ant-Man movie and neither of the first two Ant-Man movies made that much. And then even Black Panther Wakanda Forever kind of stalled out in the $800 million range and no Marvel movies last year all crossed a billion dollars um, worldwide. So I don't really have that much faith that Ant-Man will. And when I was starting to look at the release schedule... I think Super Mario Brothers kind of has the biggest shot, like because it's Illumination and Minions: The Rise of Gru almost crossed a billion dollars. It was close, and, oh, and it's Mario. Minions, it's Mario's yeah, bigger than Minions. Mario, yeah. international IP. It's just such a big thing internationally. Just the the Illuminations franchises have done really well, like Secret Life of Pets, Despicable Me, which spun off Minions. Even the Grinch movie that they did did well. So the fact that this is Illumination, and if it gets that China release, like it's got a pretty good shot. I think to cross a billion. here's a big difference too: is that I wasn't going to go see Minions: Rise of Gru, and I don't think Jahan was either, and I don't think our friend Zach was either. But we will all go see this, and we'll bring our wives, and Jahan will bring his girlfriend, and Zach will go with Kai. I mean, everybody's going to go see Mario. It, it does. Yeah. It's not. It's not like Minions: Rise like, of Gru. This is going to see double those numbers. You know, like this Mario's. is going to be crazy. Mario's almost as recognized a name as Coca-Cola. Like, Mario's right, I mean, he, a pretty big name. 
he has as much appeal as to somebody born in 1985 as to somebody that was born in in 2020. Like Mario yeah. is still a big deal. He's still sure. around and has that mass appeal where old and young this, will will probably go see it. This might be one of the biggest kids movies, family movies of our lifetimes with how much money this makes. I wouldn't be surprised. This this could be colossal. And you've got the Universal Studios parks you know, I think the Super Mario Land is supposed to open this year in the U.S. It's already been open overseas, Hollywood, yeah. so you've got that coinciding with this movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, in February will open up, so maybe they'll be doing a lot of promos in that, too. I mean, they have a lot of ways to market this movie and get it in people's faces. I mean, there's a movie there's a movie theater right at Universal Studios right outside the gates. So, <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh my, so I have a few more honorable mentions. A lot of them were mentioned, like uh, Dune was mentioned, Cocaine Bear was mentioned. Those are both honorable. I I want to see those. Knock on the cabin or at the cabin looks really good. Uh, but then the ones we haven't talked about yet, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm excited for that. Uh, my favorite that didn't part make of anybody's list didn't make anyone's list. Yeah, but my I mean, favorite part of Thor was the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm excited for this movie more so than I was for Thor. Probably same for me, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty excited for Guardians. Uh, it just didn't make my list. There's other stuff I want to see more. And then the Marvels. I'm excited for that. Um, there's a movie. It's called uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, it is... Oh, it looks wild. That po- It's a poster or something I saw for it, I think. I think it's uh, about Dracula. Uh, it's based off of like a passage in the novel. Um just like one passage i guess he like eats everybody on board or something uh but that sounds cool i like vampires and then also i can't wait to watch that nicholas cage vampire movie i'm excited looks good i'm excited for that one he actually looks like he's doing a good job too i i'm a nicholas cage guy i i I dracula with some drip but what about dungeons and dragons you're not excited for that i am not so like all right man like I love D&D. I love D&D my whole life. I love the cartoon when I was growing up. I played D&D since I was 12. Uh, I played all the games and stuff. But, like, so this is a big... So what they're doing is they're taking something I love, and then a bunch of producers are standing around it and, you know, pounding on it. And, you know, it's just... it. It's a... It doesn't look good, man. It looks... Like, it's just going to be a bunch of cheap laughs. It's barely going to have anything to do with D&D. They're going to be pulling, like, they're going to be like, hey, look, it's an owlbear. You know what those are because you play D&D. And, like, honestly, it's kind of a huge middle finger right in my face. <laughs> like, I, I was wondering if anyone was going to ask me about it. And also, like, Wizards of the Coast, they're doing stuff right now in the community right. that's very toxic. They just changed their open gaming license terms, or they're going to. And it's going to make it so that a lot of people who rely on the open gaming license to make content uh, for Dungeons right. & Dragons as a business, uh, it's going to screw, like, the little guy. And, like, they're just getting too corporate. They're getting too big. And, like, it's affecting something that I love. But I'm probably going to see it. Uh, it's just it's just kind of... You might love it. Who knows? We'll I see. might like yeah. it. Uh, but it's just... <laughs> I, man, they... It doesn't look good. It looks like a big old shit sandwich to me right now. All right. But I'm going to so, take a bite and see if it, it might be a little better. All right. March has a lot of movies coming out. Uh, like Creed 3 is coming out I'm looking forward to. Scream 6. Mm. Um, you got Shazam coming out. 
65 is that Adam Driver like sci-fi movie that looks interesting. Where oh, he's, yeah. oh, I love Adam Driver. He's yeah, really he's very a talented man. John Wick Chapter 4. Is that this year? That's one of those ones where I think, you know, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy, we all loved it. It has run its course. I'm glad this is the last one. John Wick, you have run your course. Come on, bro. No, this, this, this could be going. the last one. Craven the Hunter comes out this year. That's gonna. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> you got uh, the Willy Wonka movie. That <laughs> might be really good because it's got oh, what's his face? Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Charlemagne, yeah. Playing young this Wonka. What everybody asked for. Everybody wanted. Yeah, a but Wonka this is where he discovers musical. This is where he discovers the Oompa, the Oompa Loompas. And you gotta see young, creepy Timothy Chalamet playing with the Oompa Loompas. There's no way that's not gonna be a creepy, weird, good time. Right. You got the Haunted Mansion movie coming out. Zero percent excited for that. Yeah, pass. <laughs> that's hard. I'm pass. just saying, there's some there's some interesting stuff coming out. That's there is for some sure. interesting stuff. John Wick. I I definitely want to see that. Uh, I'm more excited. Equalizer for Three. Did you know about that? I did know about that. I'm not a big Equalizer seen the fan. The first no. or second one. Surprised we didn't. The Drew, first did you one mention, was pretty good. Drew, did you mention Creed three? I, did. I didn't. I didn't have it on my list, but I am looking forward to it. For I sure. knew you Jonathan were a fan Majors. of the Creed series. The Expendables four. Yeah, that's another one of those that should be straight to Netflix. Never it's got really? Megan. It's got Megan Fox, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, all the people you would expect, and it'll probably be terrible. Never seen an Expendables. Oh, never sounds good to me, actually. <laughs> really, you've never seen an Expendables. No thanks. They're fun. You should watch them all back. If to I back. wanted to watch the Expendables, Pretty... I'd just go roll my balls in cocaine and then, like, you know, have a good time. The Expendables with movies the are pretty expendable. No, oh, I see what you did, all right. Andrew. That's all the time we have, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. <laughs> Gary cancels the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm more excited uh, than John Wick Four for the spinoff Ballerina with uh, Ana de Armas. I'm excited for that one. That here. But I don't think that comes out this year. We are for sure running long, guys. I think we gotta we yep. gotta wrap it up. There's a lot more to talk about, and we will certainly be back soon to talk about all the goodness coming out. Actually, probably one of our next recordings will be to talk about um, the Last of Us show that all of us were looking forward to. That'll definitely be a big topic of of conversation. So yeah. Um, does anybody else have any anything else before we officially wrap up? I know we're kind of cutting off the movie conversation, but I got I got to get to bed, guys. Oh yeah, it's no, definitely. Uh, I mean, those yeah, that was our top five everything for the year. Uh, totally good to go. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. This has been fresh out the podcast episode something. I don't remember tough titties. Seventy two. Uh, Seventy two. Uh, I've been the board game guru, game master extraordinaire, Johananan at Rockfact on Twitter. It's me, it's me, Casualty CDG, co-host of Fresh Out the Podcast and Fresh Out the Box. So if you like hearing us talk about movies and games and TV shows, maybe, just maybe, you'll like hearing us talk about stories. Uh, right now we're playing Fantasy Age every Thursday where we're making up fantasy stories. We're doing Modern Age every other Friday where we are kind of teleporting between dimensions in a violent Mighty Max-themed adventure. Uh, and also every other Friday, we've started painting miniatures. So if you're a miniature painter, stop by our stream, prime yourself a mini, join us on and every other Friday, uh, you can paint while we paint, we sit and talk, we have a good time. We talk all things nerdy and maybe give you some tips on painting. 
just thank you guys so much for all of your support all the time. Tell your friends, tell your family, your loved ones, your enemies. Even tell that guy over there. You haven't met him yet, but he'll like our podcast. Walk over, tap him on the shoulder. Hey, man, I see that you have some uh, some of them iPod AirPods. You like podcasts by chance? Then tell him about Fresh Out the Podcast. Tell him about Nerdtropolis. And, uh, Sean, why don't you tell everybody who you are and why you were here? I am the mayor of Nerdtropolis, um, the place to go for movie news, reviews, interviews, and trailers, and always nerding it up with my boys here. And I am Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. A big thank you again, Sean, for joining us. Um, this was a, a long, I know you've been on a couple other podcasts recently and had some long recordings. This was another long one, but I hope that it was worth it. We appreciate you being here. I appreciate y'all having me. This is great. <laughs> Thanks everybody for being here. Uh, stay fresh. See you next time.